We have a guest on the podcast. I'm excited about this because this podcast is a little bit different. I hope you learn something from it. But more importantly, I hope you're going to relate to this, or at least if you don't relate to what we're going to talk about, you'll at least go, oh, okay, well, maybe I understand that a little bit more on take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Kind of a different angle this week on the podcast, and here we go. Thanks for downloading, listening to the podcast, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. I'm your host, Dave Ryan. I'm here with Abby from work. Can we use your real name? I hope so, because we're already using your real name. Sure. We can. Okay. And you might want to get really close to the microphone, Abby, because your microphone is the cheapest one here in the building. So um, Abby and I have known each other for, what, three or four years? Four years now. And we're both... I like Abby a lot because she's funny and she's a smart ass. <laughs> and and you are. You're funny and you're a smart ass. True. And we've exchanged some very just like shitty texts with each other, making fun of each other. Correct. Calling each other names, belittling each other in every way possible. And I think that's funny because I love a smart ass. So Abby and I were talking just after the Super Bowl. We were standing here talking about some client or something. And Abby had said something about your Super Bowl party and you fell asleep at the Super Bowl party. Is it, do I get this story right? Or you wanted to leave? What, what happened to the Super Bowl party? Did I get that wrong? Because this is the way I remember it. What? Oh, no, not, it, it was a different neighborhood party. Okay, so, neighborhood party. And you what? I left. You left? I, so, all, I was with our neighbors, which is actually a bigger group of people. I probably 20 some adults. And, we were sitting around having a bonfire, and all of a sudden, these three people from the neighborhood I've never met before come up, and one of the gals, as nice as can be, goes to the group. She's like, hello, everyone. I'm your neighbor so-and-so. And all of a sudden, I had this flight response of, whoa, I'm, I, 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 I don't know these people. All of a sudden, I'm super uncomfortable. And it was, she did nothing wrong, but yeah. all of a sudden. Super friendly and outgoing and yeah. I was totally overwhelmed and I remember getting up and I said, hey, I'm going to go get another beverage. And then I looked at my partner and I said, and I mouthed the words and I'm not coming back. And I just went home because I just, I needed to take a breath because all of a sudden this stranger, this kind of really boisterous yeah. personality just yeah. totally threw me off when I was in a very comfortable relaxed situation. So the reason that Abby and I started talking about this, I said, I want to have you on the podcast because you are an admitted introvert as, as am I. And I thought that was very interesting. So I said, let's do a podcast about introverts for two reasons. Number one. So people who are introverted can say, Oh yeah, me too. It's not so uncommon. It's not embarrassing. Maybe it is a little bit Uh, It's not something to be ashamed of. It's way more common than you think. And also, so people who are not introverted can understand us a little bit better. Because people go, they say to me, they go, well, you're on the freaking radio. How can you be introverted? You're so, they they say it all the time, Abby. Dave, you're so funny. Yeah. Dave, you're so charming. Wow. How can you shush? They say, how can (laughs) you be introverted and, and pull this off? And I'm like, well, I just am. Because the rest of the day, I go home and I'm not a hermit. Um, and I enjoy hanging out with, you know, certain people, but I love being on the radio and I love being extroverted on the radio, but away from here, I like to go home. I like to watch my airplane crash shows on the Smithsonian channel. 
I like to, uh, you know, work on the show, things like that. But then I thought it was really interesting because I look at you, Abby, and I don't know you that well, but I thought, well, you don't seem introverted. You seem like the kind of girl who would be like closing down the clubs because you're like 26, 27 years old. How old are you? Uh, 28. 28. Close enough. Okay. I thought you'd be like closing down the clubs, out with your crazy girlfriends on some bus with a stripper pole in the middle of it, leaning out the window, vomiting out the window. (laughs) That's not you. No. Uh, you're as far from it as possible. And see, I totally misread you because I just made that assumption because you seem so friendly and outgoing. And I think you are. Sure. When, wh- like me, when the situation fits. And you know me at work. People say the same thing to me as, well, you're in sales. You you work with clients and people all day long. But at work, it's a third party conversation that we're talking about. It's not, the conversation's not about me. They're not getting to know I mean, they are by proxy, but they're not, how are you? What are you doing? What are your interests? How do you spend your time? Like, that's where it's a very different ballgame. So you will talk about rates, and you'll talk about Pepsi-Cola, and you'll talk about Panera Bread and the clients and their needs and how to satisfy them, but you don't want to talk about where you're from and what are you doing this weekend and, and that type of thing, right? That It's hard for me. I, I You'll do it. Yep, and I try to be... Not a good sport, but I I try to push through it in the times where it is uncomfortable because I don't want the other person to feel uncomfortable because nine times out of 10, the person only has the most positive intentions. Yeah. It's really only me that is overthinking the situation, overthinking everything that I'm saying. And for me, I thrive off of fewer and closer connections. I'm not a more is more type of person. Mm -hmm. I'm very much when it comes to relationships, less is more as far as quantity of relationships. Okay, now if you're like me, there are certain people that you love to talk to, you really can open your heart with, and love to talk to them, and you love their mind, and they love your mind, and you can have deep conversations with people. Yes, it yeah. just it takes time right to person. form those friendships or relationships. So and you hate small talk. Yeah. I, you know, obviously it's kind of a necessary evil, but when it's prolonged, that's when I'm... When does it get to be prolonged? When it gets to be you're searching for things to talk about or right. you're like, so you guys just got back from Orlando, I hear. Yeah, so the what? snow, that's, yeah, it's weather, it's when it's going on where you're you're reaching for a topic to talk about. Where, like you and I, when this conversation started, it only started because I think you asked me, you know, what are you up to this weekend? Are you, you got a lot of plans? You going out? And I said, heck no, <laughs> Staying in and doing as little as possible. Wow. So that obviously, obviously, again, it's a necessary evil, but going on too long is when I start to get my. Have you, like me, I read a book called Quiet. And did we talk about this book? Yes, but I never finished it, but I have it. Okay. It's a book all about introverts. And it's like, basically, our society loves an extrovert. We love the person that is fun to go to lunch with. We love the person that comes in the room like the person that came to your bonfire and is like, hi, everybody, I'm your new neighbor. Right. And you're like, shit, we prize those people. Yet at the same time, that that insinuates that we don't value people who are introverted. And so we're kind of made to feel a little bit lesser of a valuable person because we're introverted. Um, but this book is all about how, no, we're valuable. Introverts, you know, came up with the polio vaccine. Introverts landed on the moon. Introverts wrote all these great books and movies and whatever, but the extroverts are the ones who we notice. 
Right. And they say, you know, the extroverts get ahead. And I will tell you this, in my experience in radio, the people who are at the very top are not always the most qualified people. And I'm not talking about here in the building. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like corporation, like vice presidents are not always the most qualified. And I don't care if they hear this. They're the most fun to go to lunch with. And that's kind of my like metaphor for somebody who's at the top, not necessarily the smartest person for the job, but they're great to go to lunch with. Right. Well, and I think for me too is, and I would imagine that for people who are like you and I, you were misunderstood. So people who don't know me, for instance, here at work, people see me with the people that I'm comfortable with four years in. Yeah. So new people come in and they see that side of me thinking that that's what they're going to get day one. And there have been a couple people throughout my life where they come in strong, like, I want to get to know you and let's, because they see that that part of me and I'm like, whoa, whoa, this is going to take some time. So people can misunderstand and think that I'm a bitch or I'm unfriendly. And I too am a person where you can read my feelings and my expression all over my face and my body language. I try not to. I try to be very cognizant of it, especially obviously in professional settings. And just as an adult, it's something I feel you should be able to do. But there are still times where people close to me will be like, you okay? Are you, are you, are you feeling all right? Because they can tell all of a sudden I'm like, nope, I'm not okay. So you get anxious. So you get, Mm -hmm. see, I get bored, I'll be honest with you. I get bored and a little bit anxious when I'm in a social setting and I've put in my two hours and there we are talking about their trip to Orlando or the weather or their kids braces. And I'm like, ah, shit, I want to go home. And I feel like a dick because other people want to stay and they never run out of things to talk about. Right. And we went to a wedding this past summer and I'm not lying, Abby, um, at 10 o'clock. They were starting the dancing, and I'm starting to think of excuses to go back to the hotel room. And I was one of the first to go back to the hotel room. The next morning, I found out that everybody else was up until 2. They made a drunken Perkins run at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, that sounds miserable to me. Yep. So why why do you think that we are this way? Is it just the way we're made? Because we don't want to come across, like you said, as bitchy or unfriendly or that we don't like each other or that we don't like people. But I think sometimes that's, is it because we just don't like people? I've had people, I've had friends say, I hate people. It's like, no, you don't hate no. people. You like the right people. Right. What do you think it is? What What do you think that is makes us this way? That's actually such an interesting question. I've never thought of that. And I wonder if it's just the way that we're wired. Like extroverts are wired the way that they are. Yeah. I get it a lot from my dad. My dad is very similar personality wise to me where he has people that he's really close with. And he, he's a father of four daughters and everyone always said, Oh God, your poor dad. But growing up, we talked to him about a lot of things that probably the majority of daughters don't talk to their dads about. Okay. Obviously mom would filter certain things, but my dad loved check. How are you? How's school? How are your friends? How are your relationships? So I definitely get it from my dad. So I wonder if it's, again, kind of just nature. Just kind of the way we are. Right. Because some babies are probably naturally not shy, and some babies are very shy. I've had, I'll I'll give you an example of somebody who I know that's just very gregarious and naturally um, 
fun to the point of being flirty with men and women. Oh. And uh, she's actually had guys out of the blue send her D-pics because they thought that she was flirting with them. (laughs) And it's like, and I told her, I said, you're so flirty and funny and friendly and you like everybody that a lot of guys that are kind of clueless will misinterpret that as you're sexually interested. Sure. And she's like, yeah, I don't know why. And I'm like, I said, don't change because you're not sexually flirty. You're like laugh and touch their arm flirty. You know what I mean? In the subtle ways. In the subtle ways. And so some guys will think that's sexual interest, but she, we were in a restaurant one time and there were some people at a table away playing a game. And I like, oh, that game looks really cool. I wonder what she's, what they're playing. She's like, well, I'm going to ask him. I'm like, no, you're not going to fucking ask him. Are you kidding? <laughs> right. And so she jumped up and she bubbled her way over there. Excuse me. What is that game you guys are playing? And I got my head hidden in my hand. Like, oh my God, shut up. Yeah. And she's like, what? They don't care. It's not like I was being rude. I said, I could never no. do something like that. I was bowling recently with two of my girlfriends and all three of our, our partners. And one of the girls had actually brought her personal bowling ball. Okay. And so it was a Friday night. So, of course, it's busy. There's a family sharing our the lane next to us so that, you know, the rack where all the bowling balls are. Yeah. And my girlfriend turns to me. And she says, oh, shoot, that family's using my ball. Like, obviously not a big deal, but I I, 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 I kind of would just rather they don't because they have yeah, little sure, kids. Yeah, sure, it's my and, ball, yeah. And... I was like, well, I, I, I can't, I can't go up to him and ask, you know? And so my boyfriend just, and he's a great, he was a great buffer. So he would, he would go up and just say, Hey, sorry, you know, that's actually her personal ball. You know, she'd kind of just rather, you know, our side, just use it if that's okay. And the yeah. guy was, of course, the guy's of like, course. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. He didn't know. But I still can't, I, I have moments like that where I'm like, I can't do something as simple as approach a stranger about something that. Do you wish you could though? Do you well, wish yeah. that, for example, if your food arrives a little, it takes a little bit longer at a restaurant or it's not exactly right, or they would put tomatoes on your sandwich and you don't want tomatoes. Are you the kind that wishes you could say something, but don't, do you have the, for lack of a better assertive side that you can turn on when you need to? I would like to think so. Cause I can, no, I don't see you as a pushover at all. I'm not because in my relationships, I would say people close to me would probably say that I can be assertive when I want or need to be. Yeah. But to the public, I, I, yeah. Like if I'm standing in line too long at the bank or the DMV or something, yeah. I grin and bear it. And cause again, somebody if, cuts in front of you though. Do you say anything? Maybe they don't notice or maybe they did. You're not sure. Oh, I couldn't. Somebody know. moves in front of you at Wallet's bakery. You're getting some donuts and somebody steps in front of you. I, I don't think so. Really? I don't think I could. How has this affected you? I mean, in, in a negative way and maybe it hasn't at all. Maybe you're okay with all of this, but I think my frustration is there's been too many times where like, I mean, like here at work, I see things that I wish they would do a better job at, but I also don't want to be the squeaky wheel who bitches about too many things. You right. know what I mean? Yep. So, uh, and I think that, and, and in my career, I mean, here I am at 25 years at KDWB and there's part of me that's really, really happy. I've been here for 25 years, but at the same time, there's part of me that wishes I would have been more assertive and said, fuck this. I've been here for eight years. I want to go to Chicago or I want to go whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's how it's affected me. What about you? 
it took me up until about three years ago to really get a grasp on it because I just thought that I was a wet blanket. I thought that I was just a cranky, not fun person. I was never the one that wanted to go out three nights a week in college. I sober cabbed the majority of my college career. Really? And even with my family, I've missed out on things. And before I understood it and before I could explain to them, hey, I just had a really shit day. I don't feel well. I'm totally burnt out. I really just need tonight to to unwind and to relax. So before I understood that, I would just say no without explanation. And I would just say, I need to leave or I would suddenly get anxious and uncomfortable. And mm. so then my family and friends took that to mean that I didn't want to be around them or that they were the source of the issue. I gotcha. Okay. So I actually had a therapist help through that stuff quite a bit because as much as it makes sense now, it didn't at the time because I'm surrounded by people who are, they lean more extroverted. So they yeah. want to have fun. They want to go out and do things. Yeah. And I'm just this one odd man out. So I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why, why am I not fun? Why am I not this? So having it affect other people has been the thing that's hurt me the So most. when you hurt your family by making them think that you didn't want to be around them, that was a negative. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You know what, I, I that reminds me of my sister, and I wonder, I've never talked to her about this, but when my sister Donna, we used to get so mad at her at family events because she would come, and then all of a sudden she'd get pissed off and she'd leave. And we'd be like, what's her problem? Yep. And it never occurred to me that maybe she gets anxious. We used to say, oh, Donna's pissed because nobody's paying any attention to her, so <laughs> she got in a little hissy fit and she left. It's possible that she just got overwhelmed like you did with your family or you did with the lady at the bonfire mm-hmm. and said, I'm out. And people are like, what do we do to piss off Abby? Right. Yeah. It's, and again, it was, and in hindsight, I think my dad recognized it long before I ever did because growing up, if there were ever situations like that, I remember we were in Mexico once, just the six of us, my parents, my sisters, um, and my sisters wanted me to do karaoke in this little kind of bar that was on site at the resort. Yeah. And I don't know how they convinced me. I'd like worked up the nerve to be like, fine, I'll try it. So we walk into this bar and it's like a, basically like a nightclub. It is dark. It's the colored lights. It's crowded. It's loud. I kid you not. I walk through the threshold of the bar and my sisters are like, what song do you want to sing? What do you want to do? And I froze and mm-hmm. I said, I'm not, I'm not you doing can't. it. You can't. And my sister's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you crabby all of a sudden? And I just, I was like, I actually started like to get teary and I stormed out of there and my dad follows me and I kept walking away and he's like, Abby, stop. And so I sit there and I just cry. What were you going through? What were you thinking at that moment? You feel stuck. You feel over, it's like sensory overload. It's the darkness. It's the loud music. It's the unfamiliar territory and maybe just not what I was expecting. Yeah. So, I, again, it's a total flight response where all of a sudden that happens. And my family thinks, well, my God, are, why are you just you just had a mood swing all of a sudden? Where does this come from? And my dad would remove me. You know, if we were at a restaurant where all of a sudden I would get anxious, for lack of a better word. Yeah. He'd be like, let's go check out the claw machine. Like, let's go pull out some toys from the claw machine. At the so he would the see this coming on on you. He could tell. And yeah. it, of course, I'd never realized it at the time because I was a kid. Yeah. But he would pull me out of the room or he would make me walk somewhere with him. He wouldn't address. What an ins. I mean, yeah. what a perceptive 
mm-hmm. dad he was to do that. He just he would just remove me from whatever the room or place was, and he would distract me. And I, in like I said, now I look back and think that he totally he got it. He had to have. He got it. I yeah. think it's really great. Um, is karaoke your worst nightmare? Because I would say for me, that's one of my worst nightmares. I don't get the appeal of singing when I can't really sing. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Is karaoke your nightmare? Yeah. yeah. And the only time I've done it, one, we were, um, oh, because the reason they wanted me to do it again that night at that bar, because I had done it the night before, but we did a tequila shot before, so mm-hmm. that helped. A little bravery, yeah. Um, and it was a real, there were maybe five people around. Okay. And then I did it right before my sister's wedding a few weeks ago because she guilt tripped me and played the wedding card. Okay. So I did it. And it was, I mean, obviously had some beverages to help kind of mm-hmm. ease the situation. But yes, that's the definition of my worst nightmare is attention being on me and being in front of a room of people I don't know. I, I have two questions. I don't want to forget either of them. Attention on you. What about one day when you get married? I mean, you know, it's not going to happen for you anytime soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, uh, but one day you get married, you're the center of the universe that day. There's your first dance. There's your toast. There's your cutting the cake in every picture. I know you don't worry about it because it's so it's down the road. Mm-hmm. But how do you think you're going to do that day? Will you just put on a big smile and pretend that this is okay? Or will you be okay with it? I've talked for a long, long time about not... I. I I don't want to do a traditional wedding. I if For anything, that reason? Yeah. And really? We, we would, and A, I hate planning. I don't want to plan a happy hour, let alone a wedding. Okay. I also don't want to spend the money on it. But I also don't like the idea of, I don't even like my birthday. Where do you want to go? What do you want for your birthday? What do you, Where do you want to really? eat? Really? I hate it because it's all what you, it, it's all this attention. And so a wedding day, I, I cannot imagine that my feelings will change on that because as I've gotten older, I've tried to think of how I can make it as small as possible That's aside so from just going to the courthouse and being like, it's already done, everyone. We're married. Do you wish that you were not? And by the way, I'm going to tell you this from my experience. Mm-hmm. You probably think that you're like way over the line as far as introversion. My experience is... People won't admit it, but there are so many people who are. Yeah. Uh, I was engaged to somebody who was very much like us, very introverted, but very successful. They're, they work at a big corporation. They're in management, blah, blah, blah. You would never know it. Um, uh, but do you ever wish that you weren't, that you could be like one of the people back in the sales pit? Like, a, I don't know, name somebody who's back there that's extroverted, like a Leslie, oh, Leslie somebody like that. Sally. Sally, yep. who's like, hey, yeah. how are you? Yep. And They're she can talk everyone. your ear off. Mm-hmm. Do you ever wish you were more like that? Are you are you good with you? I've become good with me. Yeah. Now that I understand it, but yeah, sometimes you can't help but think that looks they it looks so fun for them. Like I love. I get stressed leading up to it, but the day of like a wedding and being in the bridal party or what have yeah. you, watching my sisters or my girlfriends have that. I I. It's the greatest thing because they're so happy and it's, it's just the greatest day, but 
yeah, I, I, I have had times where I'm like, God, I wish I could enjoy it this way. I wish I could find the fun or the energy from these moments. And then other times I kind of like just being able to do things my own way. Or I guess now that I understand myself better is that it is okay to want a small destination or courthouse wedding. I think that's what, that's what I've learned is that it that it's okay because, again, our society says, don't be so shy, David. Get out there and play with those new kids that right. you don't know. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Right. Have you ever tried, probably when you were younger, because you learned this lesson pretty quickly, tried to be more outgoing, almost fake it out, fake yourself into pretending that you're the life of the party and that you're fun and you're the lampshade on the head girl. Have you ever found yourself forcing it and it's not real? As odd as this may sound, when I, when you say that, I think back to elementary and middle school. I was just always this kind of odd kid and never really fit into any one group. And I remember trying so hard to get the nice girl or the cool girls in the class to like me. I remember first, and this is one of those weird things. I have no idea why I remember this. We had just moved here. I started third grade here and I was sitting with the nicest girl in the class at lunch. And she said that French toast sticks were her favorite lunch meal. And I said, Oh my gosh, mine too. And I, I didn't, I hated French toast sticks, but in third grade, I'm thinking, I want her to like me. I yeah. want her to think that I'm this, I'm whoever, yeah. so that she'll be friends with me. And so going through those most insecure years, and yeah, I totally, I think I have definitely faked it plenty of times. And and it doesn't work when you have to fake it. No, because um, it, 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 it doesn't last. You no, can't, it doesn't last. You can't, you can't do it. You can't. You can't sustain that. No. I remember... Um, when I was about 23, 24, 25 years old, I was at a work party and we, I remember like in a hotel ballroom, we had big round tables and there's like eight people at each table. And I remember thinking I'm on fire tonight. I'm funny. And I wasn't drunk. I don't think I'm sure I wasn't. (laughs) Um, and I'm funny tonight and I'm God, I got a lot to say tonight and I am on fire. And I was really feeling like, wow, I feel really good about tonight. I'm being very social and fun. And I'll never forget it. One of the DJs looked at me across the table. He's going, he says, you're really weird tonight. Oh. And that put a stop to it right there. I thought, I'm not coming across as funny or charming. I'm coming across as weird. And so that made me never want to pretend that I'm the funny one in the room. So when I go to a party, I'll have fun. But I never try to be like, hey, everybody, look at me. Because it doesn't it doesn't come across as genuine. It came across as weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I try to be transparent with people now that I do understand it so that I, again, so that I'm not hurting other people's feelings. So, like I said, our neighborhood that had a group of 20-some adults, I was kind of transparent with them in, in, you know, I never want you guys to misread or misinterpret. And so you tell people in advance. I try to in a way that's not obviously random or weird. Yeah, right. You know, right. You, you you work. I am Abby. Good to meet you. I don't like people very much, so if I leave <laughs> your house early, that's just me. It's not you. Yeah, and it's it's amazing when you are just really transparent about it, 
people understand and they get it and they want to help you. They want you to, they want to make it work for you kind of, you know? Well, that's why I wanted to do this podcast with you is because I think there's so many people who are like us that we're normal, we're normal, happy people. I, I, I think you're a pretty happy person. Yeah. I think you, and I'm a normal, happy person too, but we've got this weird thing. Like I have the thing where I don't recognize faces. Right. And that, cause you've heard me talk about that on the radio. Yep. I don't recognize faces. The new morning guy over at Cities 97, I met him three times, and then I saw him in the hallway the other day, and I didn't recognize his face. I just don't recognize faces until I've seen him a bunch. Right. And I almost introduced myself to him again, and what a dick I would have looked like if I'd met him three times and didn't remember that I met him. I absolutely remember that I met him. I just didn't remember his face. Mm -hmm. Where was I going with this one? Um, so I think that there's there, I think the reason I want to do this podcast is because I want people to know that there are people like us, but I also want to know, and I think with me personally, there are certain people in my life where I can talk for hours with them Yep. and I'm comfortable and I open up and I'm funny and charming. And then, you know, usually those are people that you really, you know, enjoy being around. Who are those people for you? My sisters and my family, for sure. So you're relaxed and you're fine and they know you. If you get quiet, you're not mad. You're just quiet. Mm -hmm. So and then you really enjoy maybe talking about some deeper things or whatever it is that's not small talk. Oh, my family and my closest friends get way more than they bargain for because it's kind of not all or nothing. But like I said, as I thrive off of fewer, closer relationships, yeah. so I really do invest in the people that I'm super close to. And the people on the fringe, I just, again, I'm not good at initiating happy hours or get togethers mm -hmm. or things like that Yep. Uh, because that's just not where I thrive. I, you know, I confide in the people super close to me and they, they do now understand kind of the different parts of my personality in that way where if I do get quiet, they understand. Or when I'm talking a mile a minute. They know that I externally process. I'm a very emotional person, so I need to be able to talk through what I'm going through because that helps me piece it all together and get through it. I don't shut down. So, again, that's where family and I have a few small groups of friends that are honestly two to four or five girlfriends in okay. these kind of three different pods that are really just my closest friends. And those are the ones that you value so much because you don't have to pretend. You don't have to worry about constantly talking. Um, uh, um, uh, and you understand when you're quiet. And I've even acknowledged to people, it's like, you know what? I'm glad we don't have to go on a car ride and feel awkward when we're not talking. Because sometimes it's okay. And Carson and I are that way too. I've told them, I said, you know what? Just because we're in the car doesn't mean we have to be talking the entire time. It's okay to feel comfortable with the silence. And some people just can't feel comfortable with the silence. Totally. One last question, Abby. Um, uh, what about things like doing things alone? Because you're very, I mean, again, you strike me as like just as social as anybody else here in the building. What about if you're going to go to a movie alone or would you prefer to do anything alone, like vacation alone or spend time alone? Tell me about alone. I have never done something like a vacation or even a movie alone, but I do like to be alone. I will, I like to go like walking, just obviously kind of both my way of saying that I did something 
active because mm-hmm. I don't work out. <laughs> um, so that's kind of my cop out. But also, I just zone out. I put headphones on. I listen to music. I read. I now actually, and maybe because of my job and how social it is, I really kind of like doing lunch by myself. You know, I'll just go pick something up or I'll sit downstairs and sometimes I'll put headphones in and other times I just, I, I, I like to kind of do some of those little things along the, along my day alone. So I'd be interested about, like you said, even a movie by myself I haven't done yet, but, um, I don't know that I would travel by myself. That's what about this? If I sit next to you on an airplane, do you want me a perfect stranger to say, well, where are you off to today? Absolutely not. Hell no. Do you ever go to the point where you put headphones in before you sit down so nobody will try to talk to you? Yeah. I've done it. I've done it before, too. Yeah. Um, Okay, Abby, I'm going to wrap things up here because I've kept you longer than I thought. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you for asking. Thanks for opening up. I really appreciate our conversation one-on-one. It's kind of a personal conversation. Yeah. But does this, is this uncomfortable to you? Or was it pushing it a little bit? Or what do you think? It's towing the line. Is it towing the line? Because right now it's just you and me talking. And yeah. I, again, we know each other. And um, But the thought of however many, you know, dozens of people listen to your podcast. Dozens, yeah. <laughs> dozens, yes. Uh, and I was going to give you one chance here because um, you are one of the biggest smart asses in the building. What? I want you to take a look at what I'm wearing today or my hair hmm. or anything like that. It just give me some sort of vicious comment because I know, it's, I know you got <laughs> it in you. And I know that it's just bursting to get out. Is there anything you want to say about my shoes, my clothes, anything like that? The pressure? Yeah. Um, wow. You know. <laughs> Go ahead. I'd say with your hair, you look like an aging boy band member that's holding on is. to his prime too long. There it is. And this is why I love you, <laughs> because it's it's a little bit vicious, but I do have super cool hair today, right? I actually do I mean, like your hair. So that's my, I'm torn. Screw you, Abby. Let me just tell you. Um, But I knew you had it in you, and I appreciate that. (laughs) And I thought about that myself. It's like, I've got really cool hair for an old guy that maybe I look like an aging boy band member that won't quite (gasps) let go of the... Is that what it is? Yeah. Get out. Get out now. Abby, thank you. That was seriously, it was very insightful. And I think, again, I think you probably made a lot of people realize, hey, what I go through is not that uncommon. And that's kind of what I want to do. Yeah. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. Hey, and thank you for listening to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Um, I'm going to put a picture of Abby on my Facebook page. Can I do that? Well, we have a Facebook page for the for the podcast. I know. Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. I'll get a picture. We'll get a selfie of us right now. Ooh. So if you want to go see what Abby looks like, and I'm going to guess that you might not be able to guess because uh, Abby is attractive <laughs> and, uh, I mean, moderately attractive. She's eh. not that attractive. But you might picture that somebody, she's very, very plain or very, you know, whatever. Um, And you might be surprised. Go check that out. We have a Facebook page, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything. We have the book is available on Amazon. Uh, We also have it. It's on Kindle. Um, What else do we have? Send an email to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. If you have any comments about this week's podcast or ideas for a future podcast, let me know. Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. And finally... Rate the podcast. Um, uh, check out the podcast. Rate it. Give me how many stars you think. Leave me a rating, whatever. Uh, and I appreciate that. And finally, check out Fallon's podcast, Heartbroken, and Steve's podcast, Murder Monday. And have a good day. Thanks for listening to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. See you next week.